Welcome to the Plant Spirit Podcast on connecting with plant consciousness and the healing wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Sarah Artemisia, and I'm delighted to introduce our next guest to the show today. Jerry Littlejohn is a flute player and crafter and founder of Wikozani Flutes, where she brings woodworking and soul craft together in honor of music and the spirit of nature. Honoring nature, deep connection, and spirit, Jerry weaves together the wisdom of the trees with the prayer of breath through the flutes she's been making for 30 years in sacred reciprocity. So Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. Such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been so wonderful to connect and learn more about your incredible relationship with trees and the breath and how you work with them together to create and, and play flutes. And I know one of the biggest things in your, in your journey with, with making flutes and with the trees is about this aspect of reciprocity. And so I was curious if you could share with us a bit about in your experience, what is the reciprocal nature of our relationship with trees? Well, the, at the most elemental space it's each and every breath i mean like water is life and then water moving through trees is also life and that without trees there's no breath and then there's the part where the reciprocity of the in-breath and the out-breath being exchanged between us and all of our green relations And so we need each other. You know, there's that part of, you know, deep relationship and how it's often overlooked. You know, there's so so many practices of taking a breath and centering, putting our feet on the ground and rooting. Well, where do we learn that from, right? It's the, all of these are things that we learn from the trees about, oh yeah, like get rooted, (laughs) at least for me, because trees are my primary teachers. I'm sure other plants teaches that as well. And then also that part of, you know, but the head up, you know, reaching for the heavens, receiving the light from above, feet rooted down. Like, so the, there's so many places of reciprocity where in acknowledgement, then, then, then there's so much that we can learn, you know, simply by having our eyes open and our ears open and our hearts open. Yeah. One of the things that you were sharing earlier as well was about your experience of trees teaching you about time in a sense of the value of slowing down and and moving more in the, the time of trees, which I absolutely love that. I was curious if you could share a bit about that, maybe a, a story or experience that you've had where the trees invited you to slow down and Mm. And what they shared about that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, even that part about the breath where I might've known it scientifically, like was whispered directly in my ears after playing, you know, playing flute. And so the same thing, like, you know, one time I went to a redwood grove and I just had like the most magical time being in the presence of these grandmothers and grandfathers 
And uh, I don't always walk with a flute. I often sing. And in this on this particular occasion, I went, you know, finished my walk and it was beautiful and lovely. And I was like, just, you know, like that whole moist grove feeling and felt so held. And I went back to my car and the wisp was like, no, actually you should bring a flute, like go back in. <laughs> so I took a, a redwood flute with me into the grove and it was a nice low bass flute and I'm playing this, you know, singing, thanking these, these trees for the experience and thanking them for their lives and just acknowledging like the, their age and their wisdom. And I hear this, hear this voice that says, daughter, if you want us to listen, play even slower. So I just dragged the notes out as I go. And it really just made me, you know, think about the ages of trees and the experience of, and how tree, like the life cycle of a tree, how many trees, if left to themselves, will long outlast, you know, they have much longer life cycles than humans do. And so there's that part of respecting like these elders. And so I kind of looked in that area and then. You know, another time I was looking at other trees and watching like trees moving and the flexibility of trees. And I was like, oh, right. They also understand us as humans when we move fast, because when they're first growing like that sprout, they, you know, they sprout up, they grow very, you know, so fast for the first number of years. And, you know, as I was doing, I was thinking about as a, you know, as a flute maker and player that this this tree, which is finds new form and new life in my hands as a flute that when I'm holding it, I take the time with respect and connection to tune into this particular tree. Then I can acknowledge that from a stationary place, a tree is keenly aware of all of the cycles from the smallest ones, you know, like, moment by moment, like whether the sun is shining or clouds come by and just the day to day and how that's imprinted in the wood. And then also the larger cycles, the lunar cycles, the seasonal cycles, the droughts, you know, like the longer drought or, or, or lush seasons, you know, all is there in the wood grain. And then taking that as I'm doing this more like, oh, right. And then like, the patterns of the stars overhead also are, you know, it's all there. So in terms of as a human trying to reconnect to the, that cyclical nature of time and go deeper and deeper and deeper with it, then my relationship with the trees takes me there even more. I feel that the trees, how they're like a bridge to, to understanding these larger cycles that we are a part of innately and have, and it's so embedded in our DNA, that understanding and how is so much happening on the layers of social conditioning that that understanding can sometimes be lost and how the trees help us reconnect with that. I really feel that too. Yeah. You know, on so many levels, even just visually like watching them, you know, put their, as I would say, when I lived in the, in North Carolina, where the way more deciduous trees and that they put their finery on for us, both in the spring 
you know, all the different kinds of colors of the new tender leaves coming out. And then at the end of the season, and yeah, just that. And the sound of how that changes, you know, like if we're really paying attention, then the sound of the wind is different in different seasons. Like there's so many places to just really tap into, you know, how much wisdom and how much, and also how much beauty trees like bring into our lives. Yeah, they really are so beautiful. Um, One of the things that you've spoken of before is how trees are our elders, you know, there are teachers, friends, playmates. I really feel that so deeply as well. And that aspect of, in your experience with creating a flute and playing a flute, how there's this invitation that you experience and feel from the elder to, to come play. And I was curious if you could tell us a bit more about that. Like, what is your process of connecting with the spirit of the tree and receiving that invitation from the elder to play in your experience of, of creating and making flutes and, and playing them as well. Mm. So as you said, I, you know, I've been making flutes for 30 years. So it's like an interesting thing to try to feel into the origins of that and the ways in which over time, like the refinement of that. So that now before I play, you know, I simply take a breath and touch the the flute to my to my chin and ask if this elder sometimes it's a younger you know whichever flute it is like the the being that is inside this this wisdom this life if it wants to have a conversation or if it's simply you know sometimes it's that part of may i speak. Sometimes it's the part of, may I, you know, offer my breath and my hands to you that you may speak. Sometimes it's that tree expressing what it knows from its unique vantage point. Sometimes it's as trees are rooted into the earth and therefore tapped into all of creative energy of life of this planet. It's like something else will come through. It really begins with taking a breath, acknowledging the life force that is inside of me that comes from connection to everything outside of myself and from that place of connectivity, acknowledging the particular type of tree, feeling into that individual tree, and then expanding beyond that. And you have an elder flute there with you here. Would you be open to sharing a bit about the journey of and process of making this particular flute? Yeah, sure. I harvest elderberry. Uh, I, will, I will go to this particular place. As I was saying before, like trees have a, their experience of life, the birds singing, the weather. So then this elderberry once a year, you know, it's the drum beat and the songs of renewal and all of the birds singing along and that, you know, and that create that, that expansive creative life force that's generated in service to the renewal of all life is then in these branches. And then currently when I'm making instruments now, I'm really attuning to the seasons 
And so selecting, going through a process of selecting woods at a particular time of year to capture that energetic. So um, I just have been making, I made this individual flute in the last few weeks. And so there it has like the season of, I would say this year, not in full flower yet. It's been a very slow spring. Um, So it holds that energy of expectation maybe, right? It's the, the not yet medicine that's, that's right. That's there that will unfold through the fullness of sunshine and warmth and breezes. So then I will, I will acknowledge the tree as I'm preparing to work to, to make the flute and I'll acknowledge if these ones I've harvested, but if it's a, if it's a board or something else where I wasn't directly connected in, like, it's interesting to think about, you know, heart, like harvesting is an interesting word, you know, in, in going and asking with intentionality, if this plant elder, this relation wants to come do, you know, have this new purpose, this different purpose in life, this relationship. Sometimes I will then go backwards in time and, and acknowledge the hurt that may have been done or the, the way in which it might have just been cut down with any thought somewhere else and, and become a board. And so I try to take, yeah, it, that place of consciousness coming back to invoking the life that's inside of the wood of the tree that was so that it may find a voice in the flute that will be. So much of honoring the, the spirit and being of the tree in that process I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So powerful. Would you be open to playing some, Flute music on that elder flute as well. I'm open. Is she open? <laughs> yes. We would love to share a song. Amazing. Thank you. And, and the invitation as I'm playing to, to those who are listening, and thank you for being here, to tune into your own breath and to feel because notes travel through time and space and every note knows exactly where to go and what to do to feel that vibration that's being shared from my heart and from this elderberry as a gift of love to you.
That's beautiful. It's always so interesting to me. Often when I play, I'll hear something that I've never heard before. And even though I know about the medicine of elderberry and I may have when, you know, I've got like some congestion in my chest, reached for that elderberry syrup. As I was playing, like this elderberry was reminding me and us, you know, that, that she's here for us and that, that part of relationship. Yeah. It's always a, a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to play and to listen. Yeah. I feel like that sums up the relationship with the plants. So well, it's that that dance of playing or enacting in the embodied way and also deeply listening to them of being in this relationship, the sacred relationship of reciprocity. It's so important and so fun and beautiful and joyful. And you know, being so connected to music, I'd love to hear in your experience, how does playing music or singing really impact the world around us? So when I'm beginning to understand from my own experience of it is that part of, as I was saying, like this world is made up of frequency, you know, it's vibration, it's in movement, it's, you know, it's emotion all the time. And that we perceive it as being, having like that physicality, the and structure beneath it all, it's always in, in motion. there's a way in which we can play music and the same is true with prayer that we can encode the sound with that prayer. And then that encoded sound can actually start to make changes in the 3d world that we live in. And that our thoughts are powerful and yet there's that, there's like a, a different way in which the thought and the sound working together, how that, how that works. That makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's incredible. I, I feel that with dancing sometimes too, that, that there's a way that we can dance that's like dancing prayers into the earth. And there's a way that we can sing that's, even though we're singing the same exact words, same exact pitch, you know, volume, tempo, tone, all that, that there is this frequency that's being carried through the sound. And I, I feel that, and I hear that in your work and thank you for articulating that so beautifully. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So that's, you know, going back to like ceremony, like going back to like the ancestral roots that we all share. And that's why all peoples, you know, sang and dance and, and danced for ceremony. And then there's the, the interesting part of, embodying that ourselves and running that energy directly through us. And then the opportunity when we're working with instruments or other, other ceremonial objects, when we're acknowledging the life that's within those, but in particular with the flute, I find it's, it's that part of the teachings of being a hollow bone and then feeling those energies moving through us in a way where we're a little bit detached from it. And so we're both, experiencing it 
and like it's the full on experience and the witnessing at the same time. And of course we can get there in all kinds of practices. And then the flute is like, Oh, I'll make it easier for you. <laughs> yeah. Of course, literally being hollow. It's like, it doesn't yeah, get much more metaphorical than that. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. So tell us, Jerry, how can people find out more about you and your work? Um, I have a website. It is wichozaniflutes.com. And on that website, there's a link to a network that I, uh, I'm, I also have a community space inside the Mighty Networks called Kinetic Transponders. And that link can be found on my website. I post once every six days, I put up a new song that is just for that particular time. So it's, I'm working on a set of 64 flutes and 64 songs on these 64 flutes. And those are available there in the, in the network. And yeah, those things, those are the, those are the things that I'm working on the most now. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing and just absolutely loved talking with you today. Clearly embody the presence of the trees and I love trees. So it's been amazing to, <laughs> to spend time with you and feel that connection that you have with them so deeply. It's absolutely incredible. And, and thank you for honoring the, the calling of your life's work. It's incredible what you're doing. And I feel the, the ripples of that going out into the world and, and bringing these healing vibrations out. So thank you for doing that. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm really grateful that, that, the trees called me, the instrument called me. I just feel, yeah, eternally grateful. And something that I can, you know, devoted, I've done this for 30 years and I imagine I will just continue to explore relationship with trees and sound and healing and breath and people <laughs> and people connecting around those, those things, you know, forever. <laughs> And thanks so much for listening and joining us today on the Plant Spirit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and please follow to subscribe, leave a review, and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.